0: Father God, we thank you for this true story from your word, the Bible. We pray that you teach us in our hearts by your Holy Spirit so that we can understand you and so we can live for Jesus together. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope you've had a nice time if you've been off, boys and girls, for half term this week. And I thought I'd help you get ready for the next half term of school with a little bit of a quiz, a test. Uh, It's not a maths test or a science test or an English test. It's a road sign test. We're going to go on a journey, like maybe some of us have been over half term, and we're going to look at some road signs, warning signs, and I want you to tell me if you think you know what those signs mean. So here's the first one. Who thinks they know what this sign means, Max? It means Brilliant, it means slippery road. Drive safely. What about this one? Who knows what that means? Marcus. It means speed cameras, don't go too fast, or we'll catch you. What about the next one? Yes, Ben. It means craters in the road, don't fall in. What about the next one? That's a, that's a good, exciting sign, isn't it? Yeah, the back. It means danger, bears, don't get out of your car. And what about this sign? Luke or a cliff, or maybe like a a jetty. Don't drive off the end of the jetty. And then this is the last one, this is my favorite. Space aliens. Space aliens, (laughs) space aliens. Be very careful, space aliens about. Well, in today's true story from the Bible, we see Jesus give his friends some warning signs, because he wants his friends, as they follow him, to stay safe, just like we want to stay safe when we drive down the road. And we're going to think about what these warning signs mean together. The story starts with some people who weren't friends with Jesus at all. Here they are, they're the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They didn't like each other, but they certainly didn't like Jesus. And so they teamed up to ask Jesus a question. They gave him a quiz, a test. They said, give us a sign from heaven. You see, they wanted Jesus to give them a sign to prove who he was. But Jesus said, I'm not going to give you a sign. And his answer to them gives us our first warning sign today. Here it is Jesus will leave unbelieving enemies behind. Jesus leaves unbelieving enemies behind. You see, they said to Jesus, Give us a sign from heaven, from the sky. Jesus said, I'm not going to give you a sign from heaven. But I'm gonna to talk to you about the sky. So he said this, you, can we just go back one? I oh, know, he said, is that the next one? It is, in the, there's one before that, Chris, one before that. He says, in the evening, you say it will be nice weather because the sky is red. But in the morning, you say it will be stormy because the sky is red. See, they were good at weather forecasting. They were good at looking at signs in the sky and telling what the weather was going to be like. A little bit like we have an expression in English. Have you ever heard this expression? Red sky at night, shepherd's delight. Red sky in the morning, shepherd's warning. In other words, if you go to bed and you see a beautiful sunset, it maybe means that tomorrow is going to be a lovely, sunny day. And if you wake up in the morning and you see the sky is all red, it probably means it's going to pour down with rain. Jesus' enemies were good at looking at the sky and thinking about what it might mean. But they weren't good at understanding science about Jesus. See, this is what Jesus said next. You're good at understanding the weather, but you don't, I don't understand what's happened there, you don't understand me. You don't understand me is what Jesus said. See, Jesus had been doing the most amazing things, but his enemies didn't believe in him. They didn't love God, and they didn't have any time for Jesus. So Jesus said, I'm not going to give you a sign from heaven. I'm going to give you an even more amazing sign than that. It's a bit of a funny sign, so you need to pay attention. Here it is. Have you ever seen a sign like that? What Bible story do you think that is all about? Yeah, brilliant. Jonah and the whale, Jonah and the big fish. What is that all about? Now, boys and girls, I think you might know a little bit about that story. What happened to Jonah? Who can tell me what happened to Jonah Marcus? He went into the belly of a whale, a big fish. Who can tell me how long... He was inside the belly of the big fish for, yeah? Three days and three nights. What do you think it's like being inside the belly of a big fish? What do you think it's like, Ollie? Slightly. What else? Wet. What else? Stinky. Stinky. Do you think it's hot or cold? Yeah, maybe it is hot, actually. I hadn't really thought that through. <laughs> Do you think it's sunny or dark? Dark. Can anybody else think of anyone else in the Bible who spent three days and three nights inside a dark and usually smelly place?) Who? Nineveh. They went to, he, went to, he was supposed to go to Nineveh, wasn't he? Well done. That's very good knowledge about the story. Who spent three days and three nights inside a dark place in the Bible? Yeah. Um, where a um, guy like he sent into um, uh, underground where lions are. Oh yeah, Daniel in the lion's Then Very good. But it was only one night... Can anyone think of someone who spent three nights grown up? So you can answer this question as well if you like. Jesus. Jesus did, didn't he? Brilliant, well done. Jesus spent three days and three nights in somewhere that was dark and cold and not very nice. And Jesus said, that's your sign, the sign of Jonah. Because earlier on in Matthew's book in the Bible, he'd said this. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, So the Son of Man, that's Jesus, will be three nights and three days inside the heart of the earth. You see, Jesus knew he was going to die and then come alive again three days later. There's no greater sign than that, is there? Jesus dying and coming alive again proves that Jesus really is God's King. It shows us that anyone can believe in him. But Jesus' enemies, did they want to believe in Jesus? No way. So what does the Bible say that Jesus did next? Grown if you've got your Bible open, you can see the answer. Jesus left them and went away. That's the warning sign. Jesus will leave unbelieving enemies behind. You see, if someone really doesn't want to figure out who Jesus is, if they think, I can't really be bothered... If they think, I'm never going to believe in Jesus, then one day Jesus will leave that person behind. And maybe we've got friends like that. They say, I'll believe in Jesus if he does something really, really amazing. But the thing is, Jesus has already done the most amazing thing of all, hasn't he? He died and he came back to life again three days later. Now if we're here today and we're not sure if we believe in Jesus or not, Why not have a think about that? Why not go home with your mum and dad, or if you're a grown-up, go and speak to a friend and say, can you help me understand why Jesus died and rose again? Maybe you could find a book that would help you understand why it was important that Jesus should die and rise again. That's the most amazing sign of all. But if we won't look at that sign, then here's the warning sign. Jesus leaves unbelieving enemies behind. That's warning sign number one. Let's have a think about warning sign number two. Jesus and his friends were in the boat, and they said this to each other. Something's gone really badly wrong with my pictures. I don't understand this. They said to each other, we forgot to bring the what? Not boat, they're in a boat. Fish, Fish, not fish. Bread, Bread. brilliant. Do you know, the grown-ups have been listening to these stories in Matthew's Gospel over the last few weeks, and this is the third time in three chapters, that Jesus' friends have ended up somewhere with nothing to eat. Never, ever, ever ask Jesus' disciples to pack your picnic for you, because they always forget. Jesus says to them, though, don't worry about your picnic. I want to tell you something more important than food. He said, be careful. Watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. I've got some here. Look, maybe you've got some at home. A little packet of yeast. If you've got a bread maker, or maybe someone likes making bread in the oven, you might use a packet of yeast. It's a small thing, and it's just what we use for making bread. And Jesus' friends thought that that's what he was talking about. So they said to each other, it's because we forgot to bring bread. But he wasn't talking about this sort of yeast. He was talking... About this sort of yeast. This is deadly, dangerous yeast, which you can't buy from the shop. But the Pharisees and the Sadducees had lots of this deadly, dangerous yeast. And it's going to help us think about the second warning sign, which is this Jesus' friends must watch out for dangerous teaching. Jesus' friends must watch out for dangerous teaching. When I was younger, I used to like watching this television program. Does anyone know what pr- television program that is? The Demon Headmaster. The Demon Headmaster. Gromps, do you remember that program? Why is he dangerous? Because he used to hypnotised, and his eyes went all swirly, and he hypnotised the children in his school. There's a new version of this, which my children were watching the other week, but I must say the old demon headmaster is so much scarier. It's like that for Jesus' friends. They needed to watch out for dangerous teachers. See, as Christians, as followers of Jesus, we need people to teach us about God's. But Jesus said sometimes those teachers are actually dangerous and you need to watch out. Let's listen to what Jesus said next. Jesus said, you of little faith, why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not understand? Don't you remember the five loaves for the 5,000 and how many basketfuls you gathered and the seven loaves for the 4,000, and how many basketfuls you gathered? Now, the grown-ups know the answer to this question. Boys and girls, I wonder if you know. What stories is Jesus talking about when he talks about five loaves and seven loaves? Any ideas? Brilliant. When Jesus fed the 5,000 and the 4,000 people, Jesus was there with his friends, and he gave these great big, Crowds, loads of food. So first of all, they had to collect 12 baskets. There we go. 12 baskets of leftover pieces when, they, when he fed 5,000 people. And then he had to collect seven baskets of leftover pieces when he had to feed 4,000 people. Can you remember what Jesus' enemies wanted to see? They wanted to see a sign from heaven. And Jesus said, Don't you remember? I've just shown you two amazing signs. He fed those huge crowds with a tiny amount of bread. And Jesus' friends had to collect up all those baskets of leftover pieces afterwards. Do you want to see a sign from heaven? Here are two more signs from heaven. But Jesus knew that his friends were still in danger. So he said to them, why don't you understand I'm not talking to you about bread. Be on your guard against the deadly, dangerous yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And that's when Jesus' friends began to understand what he was talking about. They said, he's not talking to us about the yeast used in bread. Not this kind of yeast. He's talking to us about the deadly, dangerous yeast. The teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He's talking to us about the warning sign, which is this. Jesus' friends must watch out for dangerous teaching because the Pharisees and the Sadducees were dangerous teachers. They had seen Jesus, but they didn't believe. They didn't believe he was God's super-powerful rescuing king. And they were teaching people things that would make other people not believe that too. I wonder, where could we find the deadly dangerous yeast today? I've got three ideas. Here's one. Maybe at school. Maybe at school we might be learning about Christianity in an RE lesson or something like that. And our teacher might say to us, do you know, Jesus was just a good person and he taught some nice things, but it doesn't really matter if you believe in him or not. You could believe in anything you like. doesn't really matter. Well, such teaching is deadly, dangerous yeast, and we need to watch out. Maybe it might be from our friends. See, we might have friends who say, the Bible is a bit stupid, it's a bit made up, and it's not really true. And actually, it's a bit silly believing in Jesus. And we might think, maybe they're right. But what they're saying to us is, Deadly, dangerous yeast, and we need to watch out. Maybe even we could find deadly, dangerous yeast in a church. We might go to a church one day, and the person at the front might say, it doesn't really matter what the Bible says. We can understand it in all sorts of different ways. It's a bit old-fashioned and out of date. And it might sound quite convincing. But if we hear teaching like that, We need to remember that it's deadly dangerous yeast and we need to watch out. So whether we're young or whether we're old, Jesus gives us that warning sign. Watch out for dangerous teaching. How can we watch out for dangerous teaching? Well we can trust that what Jesus has said is true. We can trust that what Jesus did was real. What did he do? He fed those two big crowds and his friends had to collect up 12 basketfuls the first time and seven basketfuls the second time. Two massive, amazing signs that Jesus was God's powerful king. But there was an even bigger sign. Who can remember what that was? The sign of Jonah. The sign of Jonah. Jesus died. He spent three days and three nights inside a cold and slimy and smelly place and then he came back to life again to prove that he's God's forever king and that we can trust him and live for him so let's remember that when we go driving we need to see important dangerous so- danger signs warning signs don't fall in the crater watch out for bears watch out for slippery roads watch out for aliens but when we go following Jesus, we need to remember Jesus' warning signs too. Jesus leaves unbelieving enemies behind, and Jesus' friends must watch out for dangerous teaching. Should we close our eyes, put our hands together, and say a prayer? Dear Jesus, we thank you for teaching us from your word today. We know that sometimes these things are a bit hard to understand, but we pray that you would help us to be warned by you. We don't want to be left behind, and we don't want to be tripped up by dangerous teaching. So help us to trust you, your amazing signs that you've given us in the Bible, when you fed those big crowds of people with those little bits of bread, and they had to collect up all those baskets, but most of all, that you died And you spent three days and three nights inside a cold and dark place. And then you rose again to be our king forever. Please help us to trust you and to follow you. Amen. Amen.